Front and center with Sean and Jules. Welcome back to Sin Nation. You're listening to Front and Center with Sean and Julesa. This is episode four of our season, all the show where we bring young people front and center and talk about some awesome, random, unheard of news. Absolutely. We've had an awesome few weeks. Can't believe already up to week four. Only eight weeks left, Sean. That's actually extremely sad, as usual. It is getting a little bit sad. Look, last last week we spoke to Nick Pierce from Homie. Be sure to check out that podcast. That was so enlightening. Nick that was a Pierce great discussion. And his mates changing Melbourne and the face of homelessness. So check that out on our podcast. Uh, you can find that on our Facebook. Jules, how has your week been? You got a little bit of a boo-boo on your head. I got a bit of a bump on my head, Sean. I, <clears throat> excuse me, I was out for dinner with a bunch of friends on uh, what was it Sunday night? And I was laughing so hard at one of my own jokes in classic Jules of fashion that I literally threw my head back in delight, in glee, in hilarity, smashed my head against a pole, like a big post, and I still have a bump on my head that still hurts. And that was on Sunday, nearly been a week. You just love your laughing fits, don't you, Jules? I'm sure we're going to have a couple today. Looking at today's show... I was going to say, just like in the Miss Eileen and King Lear interview where I, was, I lost it over the idea of starting a poll, asking our viewers, our listeners, if uh, a hot dog is a sandwich. And I'm going to try to start that poll tonight, guys. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Think about it. Tweet us uh, at Front Centre SYN. A hot dog is not a sandwich, Jules. <laughs> Tweet us and check out our Facebook, Front and Centre. Guys, I want this question answered. Let's get this question answered tonight. Uh, coming to your ear holes in about 20 minutes, we've got an interview with Isabella Moore. Jules, this is a young girl, 15 years old from New South Wales. She's just doing Everything she can in the music industry. I just can't get over how talented this girl is. When I was 15, I couldn't even tie my shoelaces. You still can't, Jules, but this girl, Isabella, she's blogging, she's taking photos, she is interviewing, she's presenting shows on Triple J Unearthed. She's running an underage music festival. Just blows my mind. We'll be uh, nuts. We'll be talking to Isabella in about 20 minutes. And we've got some of the wackiest news you've heard yet on this show. I like to think that we've got some crazy, crazy crazy-ass news but guys, this news is nuts. But before we get to the unheard of news, Sean, we have a public announcement about some heard of news that we think is important. Don't you think it's important, Sean? I think we should all think it's as important. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, look, it's been in all over the news uh, for a little while, but the last week it's just blown up. Same-sex marriage, postal vote plebiscite is happening, and we just want to put a call out to all of our thousands, hundreds of thousands... Millions of young viewers. All the billions of viewers are front and centre. We want to tell you to go get yourselves onto that electoral commission. Get excited. Guys, this this isn't like, you know, this isn't like voting for the the normal election. This isn't voting for some conspiracy capitalist (laughs) lizard man in a suit who's trying to take over the world and eat our babies. This is voting for people's rights and equality, everyone. So get onto it. There's no reason why you shouldn't be. How's this for a stat, Jules? Uh, I've seen this on Twitter thrown around. Junkie have posted it on their Facebook. 
More than 254,000 young people, 254, that's 13.3%, aged between 18 and 24. That's nuts. That's 13.3% uh, of that cohort. Yeah, they are not on the electoral roll. Uh, maybe. In, sorry. I don't blame you. Look, if you haven't been on the electoral roll because you haven't wanted to vote in elections, I totally understand. Can seem a little bit pointless without politicians at the moment, but this is different. You need to be on the electoral roll to be able to cast your postal vote on this potentially life-changing plebiscite. That 13% is enough to make a difference, guys. Let's get Australia caught up with the rest of the world. Let's get it sorted. You're listening to Front and Slightly Off Centre. With Sean and Julian. Are we back? Are we back? Are we back to Front and Centre? You heard the sweeper. You're listening to Sean and Jules on Sin Nation. Your favourite radio hosts are back once again. We're at... My segment of the show, Sean. We are talking about unheard of... both of our segments. <laughs> it's, a, it's a collective show. We are us two. And Chester. Oh, and Chester. Don't forget to shout out our social media manager, Chester. Oh, we love Chester. We love our social media. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Look, we like to start off with a bit of unheard of news. Now, this is news you may have heard about, but we're going to dig deeper. We're going to get into the grooves of this news. I'm so keen we're going to go we're going to go back in history and find out why these two world-famous political leaders are doing weird things. That's the theme for today. You might have noticed that a lot of our um, unheard of news has actually had a lot of environmental themes, I noticed, just by chance, I guess. Uh, today's theme is, like Sean said, leaders doing weird things. <laughs> First up, our old mate... Vladimir Putin Vladimir. and his outdoor adventures. Now, you might have seen popping up on your social media this week images, disturbing images, may I add, disturbing <laughs> images of Mr. Putin fishing topless. <laughs> no! <laughs> when he's, you know, he's got a beautiful crew. Uh, his fishing action is immaculate. Oh, wow. Like, he was in that camo... He was in a camouflage wetsuit. He had a GoPro on his head. He was spear fishing these massive pike. Apparently, he was chasing one pike for two hours, Sean, because <laughs> he was so intent on getting that pike and making sure it did not get away from Vladimir Putin like very few people do these days. Now, this is clearly some Russian political propaganda. They this is the show... definition of propaganda. <laughs> they want to show uh, the Russians how strong their leader is. But did you know, Jules... I, I did some research. Oh, you did? I wanted to research to find out how strong Vladimir Putin actually is. How manly is Vladimir Putin? That is today's question, everyone. <laughs> you ready for this? I'm ready. In 2008, Vladimir Putin tranquilized a Siberian tiger. But wait. Saving a TV crew from oh, the attack. This what a hero. What a hero. He's such a legend. You know what else he did? He hugged a polar bear. Oh, my God. That is... That is that is badass. It was it was sedated. Oh, that's that's badass. <laughs> but he hugged a sedated polar bear. This guy is fearless. That's what we're showing the Russians. He is fearless. But Sean, nothing quite beats the fact that he discovered ancient Greek urns while scuba diving in the Black Sea. Just kidding. That was later found to be staged. <laughs> Um, what about when he played hockey for his 63rd birthday? You know, maybe a normal hockey game. I don't know, maybe maybe the score, 3-1, 5-3, on a crazy game. You, no, might, get not. A, you might get an 8-1 scoreline. But Vladimir Putin popped in seven goals on him by himself for his 63rd birthday. This guy is fitness freak. Uh, he's fearless. He loves his fishing. These are some weird videos of Vladimir Putin. Check them out online. Every man should be ashamed if they can't geoflip someone like Vladimir Putin. 
You are not what? a man. Can you imagine getting videos of Malcolm Turnbull in the Sydney Harbour, topless, fishing? Fishing. Oh, it's just. It'd be absolutely... more like acting as a uh, patrol, as a sea patrol, turning it's away the boats. It's just unheard of. Guys, uh... the Kremlin released this quote, absolutely brilliant drone footage of his three day fishing and hiking adventure in the Siberian wilderness. It was 46 minutes long. If you feel like watching a short film today, guys, tonight, spend 45 minutes watching Vladimir Putin fish. It's basically a documentary of Putin on a holiday, just with his guns out. Yeah. The Kremlin... Just ridiculous. It was insisted for this to be broadcast to show the physical fitness of the president. So he was with Defence Minister Sergei Shoigu. Shoigu? Sorry if I mispronounced that. I don't know. Anyway... How he's just taking Sergey, Sergey. He's just taking us. He's just taking a step back from you know cutting seven hundred and fifty-five diplomatic American <laughs> staff from Russia. He's just he's just chilling out, you know. Uh, and he deserves a break. He deserves to go fishing for whatever he the wants. The Russian to fish. people, the Russian people deserve some some rest, relaxation, and distraction from from his regime. We're putting the call out there to Malcolm Turnbull to make the Australian people a forty-six documentary of him getting in touch with nature. Show us your strong side, Turney. Come on, Malcolm. Show us some of that meditation in the redwood forest, please. <laughs> Look, we said we're going to talk about leaders. We're leaders. We're going to talk about multiple leaders. The other one is our old mate, Trump-a-lot. His... He- <laughs> Sir Donald Trump-a-lot. Putin's best mate. Sir Donald Trump-a-lot, apparently. I think, uh, actually, that... Knights uh, of the White Table. I think Trumpy... I think Trumpy has actually been listening to our show, Jules. I'll tell we, you what. I think we have a fan. I think Donald Trump's been tuning into our podcast... Or live, shout out to Don if he's listening right now. Because you know what he's done? He's gone and launched his own Donald Trump TV news thing on Facebook to talk about unheard of news. He's he's dispelling the fake news (laughs) that the media crams down our throats every day about his incredibly amazing yet terribly reported administration. He is reporting the real news. And this is not, no, Sean, this isn't the really cool introspective truths of Russell Brand. No. This is Trump's real news. We've uh, actually... <laughs> Roll the clip, Sean. <laughs> we have a little clip of what Donald Trump's news is actually all about. Listen for the real stuff, everyone. My jobs report added a better-than-expected 209,000 jobs. Overall, since the president took office, President Trump has created more than one million jobs. The unemployment rate is at a 16-year low, and consumer confidence is at a 16-year high, all while the Dow Jones continues to break records. President Trump has clearly steered the economy back in the right direction. Thank you for joining us, everybody. I'm Kaylee McEnany, and that is The Real News. <laughs> oh, I mean, really? Oh, how good is that? How good is Trump doing? That is oh. that is fake news. No, it's actually not. It's <laughs> actually he, not. That's actually that's actually true. Yeah, look, it is it is kind of true, but the data that they use actually is kind of seasoned. They must have ran with it anyway. Oh, but 100%. funny funny thing is, Jules, that the lady presenting that what was her name? Kaylee McKenna. She's actually from originally from CNN. Uh, she decided to jump across to uh, Donald Trump. And this is what this is what Donald Trump said to a CNN reporter earlier this year. Can you, st- can you speak? Can you are fake news. So Sean, he has basically hired his worst enemy. I guess if you can't beat him, join him. Yeah, he's you know he's jumped the ship. He brainwashed um, Miss Miss McKenney, and of course she is 
uh, a, a good-looking blonde woman. Of course, Trump would get, you know, the sexist pig yeah, that he nah. is would be like, oh, I've got to have this real attractive woman doing the, doing the real news so people uh, aren't already brainwashed. They can be like, yo, <laughs> she's telling the truth. It's just some crazy uh, political propaganda, not too far out of Putin's book. Another <laughs> Trump-related incident. Actually, sorry, just quickly about that, Sean. i got to say, quick tweet by George Takei, the actor. He said, hashtag Trump TV is a sort of propaganda that would make... Kim Jong-un and Vlad proud. Pro tip, if, if you have to declare something real news, it's not. Good point, George. Um, and yeah, exactly like you said before, that he actually, unemployment is actually at a, at a 16-year low at 4.3% in America, but like you said, it's still clearly propaganda. So you're saying it's not completely fake? No, no it's not complete. It's actually, it actually is like pretty real news. So at least you, all the sources that I found confirmed it. But it's presented in such a in such, in such a way, you know. Are you saying that this clip that I put together is actually incorrect? Thank you for joining us, everybody. I'm Kaylee McEnany, and that is fake news. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is incorrect. That is fake. No. Now let's. Uh, I was just about to say some more Trump-related news. Have you ever heard? Did you guys know that? Have you ever seen Trump rob a bank, Sean? I've never seen Trump rob a bank. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> well, at least not with a gun. He just robbed the bank from behind the scenes. Oh, <laughs> drops Mike. Um, but the Italians have, because on Mondays, uh, the Italian police in Turin in the north of Italy arrested two brothers who were suspected of robbing dozens of cash machines wearing Donald Trump masks. <laughs> Donald Trump masks when you go and rob a bank. That is Fabulous. Wouldn't you just, if you were the cops, like you that. just see them and just start laughing? Especially the Italian cops. Yeah. They'd be sitting there having I mean, their cigarettes and just be like, hey. Was, there's a couple of Donald Trumps robbing a bank. <laughs> Look, it's a Donald Trump. I can say this because I'm Italian, guys. I'm allowed to make stereotypical assumptions. <laughs> I reckon uh, I wouldn't have even thought of that. If I was going to rob a bank, which I'm not, but if <laughs> I would never even think of putting a Donald Trump. Were they even taking it seriously? It sounds like they wanted to get caught. Why would they? That, that's, a, that's an awesome disguise, and it's so political as well. That's that's something else Italians... Uh, that's actually another good quality of Italians, how politically, I guess, active they are, especially young students. Um, <clears throat> so I guess that makes a lot of sense. I'm dressing up as Donald Trump robbing a bank. I actually like that quite a lot. It's very good. Well done, Italiani. Well done. Well, uh, there's your unheard of news for the week. See what I mean when I told you how wacky it is this I week? I mean, from Donald Trump... <laughs> Uh, making his new news station to Putin fishing and hugging sedated polar bears. Don't forget, guys, if you're bored, watch a 45-minute video of Putin's um, fishing topless. It's incredible. Cheetah book. Maybe something like that. You're listening to Front and Centre with Sean and Jules on Sin Nation. Guys, we've gotten now to the part of the show where we are putting our incredible young person front and centre. This young lady runs her very own music blog, formerly known as Outside the Box, and now recently reimagined as Homemade Dynamite. She does work for Triple Day on Earth. She booked and curated an underage music festival called X-Ray Specs up in Sydney. She's interviewed musicians such as Alice Ivy, Amy Shark, and Cub Sport. And guys, she's only 15 Isabella Moore, welcome to the show. How are you going? Hi, how are you? I'm good. That's good. We're great as well. Thanks for joining us. No worries. Yeah, Isabella, we just uh, look just listed a whole bunch of things. Pretty crazy to do that by the time you're 15. How did all of this start? Yeah, um, well, it started really small. Like, I just had a little blog. I didn't really give anyone the link, and I sort of just, like, wrote random reviews here and there of music that I was liking. Um, and then in my school news, 
um, paper, I read a few reviews of this guy that was um, reviewing um, some bands that I liked, and I got really inspired to sort of um, put what I was doing on a um, bigger scale and sort of share it with friends and stuff, and it sort of just grew from there, yeah. That's awesome. So it just sort of like, you know, just sort of started off among friends and then now you've sort of exploded a bit. Yeah, definitely. It's, That's it's awesome. still quite small, but yeah. What's, what side of, I guess, music, why are you so passionate about it? What is it about music that, you know, gets you involved and wants to take photos, write articles, go on the radio? What, what is it about music? Yeah, um, I mean, I asked myself that a little bit, but I, <laughs> I mean, I guess I've grown up in like a bit of a musical, artsy family, so it's always sort of been there um, my whole life. I, it's just something that I like feel extremely passionately about. I just always am listening to it um, whenever I'm, you know, it, whenever I need uh, like a bit of uplifting or whatever, or whenever I um, am feeling really sad or happy or whatever, it's just always there for me. And um, that inspires me to sort of put it out in the world and tell other people about great music that I like. Also, do you yourself um, play some music any kind? Um, yeah, I do. I've been playing guitar since I was seven, um, and so I've always loved doing that um, along the side of all this. And I play, I've just started playing drums as well, which I'm finding really fun. I'm not very good yet, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm getting there. It's always fun to make a lot of racket. Uh, yeah. Does it annoy like, everyone else in the house? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's actually like apart from the house, so no one gets to... Um, annoyed by it <laughs> oh yeah you just sort of like separate yourself from everyone as much as you can yeah a little bit like that <laughs> yeah now your blog your blog contains so many facets so many levels homemade dynamite um sean like like sean just said uh you, you've got some photography on there you, you you do playlists you do podcasts like what sort of pulled all those things all together like not just writing reviews and interviews like what brought everything together yeah well um as I said, it just started with reviews, but um, as I started sort of going to more gigs, um, and a lot of them were, or not a lot, but some of them were underage exclusive gigs, and obviously there wasn't, um, I, I contribute to a couple of sites as well, and there wasn't really um, under 18 photographers that contribute to that, um, to um, those sites, so I just sort of ended up um, taking my camera along to um, some of them and taking some photos and stuff, and putting them on the site um, and yeah no, I really love that too it's not like my number one passion but I really enjoy doing music photography and stuff like that um, and yeah with the podcast or the radio show I started that in 2015 and it's sort of just it's called Homemade Dynamite as well um, and it's sort of just uh, I've done it alongside the blog um, and just play music that I've been loving on my local community station yeah yeah, so that, did you say that was where sort of the title Homemade Dynamite came from? Um, no, not necessarily. I just sort of made them the same thing, so it's a little bit easier. Oh, yeah, are you a bit of a Lord fan as well? Oh, I'm a massive Lord fan. <laughs> I, like, I'm scared she's going to like email me or her management or whatever any day soon and be like, excuse me, you shouldn't have this name. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, was, I was listening to I was listening to Malajama this morning, and then, yeah, yeah, then Homemade Dynamite came on, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um... Yeah, I completely ripped it off her. Yeah, no, no shame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, you've done some work with Triple J on Earth, uh, kind of like presenting on their digital radio station. Tell us about that. How did you get involved with Triple J? That's pretty awesome. So many people 
whale than you aspire to you know even get yeah. into the radio like i mean like us plebs short and i here <laughs> how did you, yeah so how did you get into that yeah well um it actually started because i'm a super user on um triple j unearthed um uh it's sort of just like a community of dedicated um users of unearthed that um review a lot of the band tracks and stuff so um i've we've, we've sort of got like a little facebook group and we're in touch with all the people at unearthed um and it's bit of like an online family sort of thing um and so um yeah no I, I was already doing that um and uh you know I'm friends with um a lot of people at Unearthed on Facebook and they sort of just saw what I was doing I guess um and asked me if I wanted to host the Unearthed High Report card um yeah awesome so so did you work at Triple J uh, mostly focused on the report card yeah, 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 that's all I've done with them so far. Has that been, have you had people there kind of helping you out, teaching you about the music industry? Have you been able to get a bit of a, I guess, a bit of a more grown-up insight into all of it all? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, all the team at Unearthed have um, really helped me through that. And, like, Celine, who um, produced the show that I've done, she's just given me so many tips. And Zan Rowe from Triple J came in once and gave me a couple of pointers on... Um, talkbacks and stuff like that so that was really helpful and they're really like nurturing there so yeah that's awesome so what exactly did you do in your um on the report card could you tell us a bit about like what your what your role of it was and what you were doing yeah well um i presented the show um and it was over six weeks there was an episode every week um and it was just playing the highlights from the unearth high competition which just happened which is um a national, a nation, a nationally um, run um, comp where they look for the best high school acts around the country, and the finals just got announced, um, and there'll be a winner out next week. And I, every week, I just sort of played um, some of the best finds um, from that, and I hosted the show. And um, yeah, awesome. So this is a pretty recent, a recent endeavor for you. Yeah, definitely. Like just the last month or two. That's awesome. Do you feel like? Uh, you're really sort of <clears throat> tapping into an area that's not really explored by people your age? Because like, this yeah, is pretty yeah, unique. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean, I haven't really stumbled across anyone else yet that's um, in that industry or anything like that. Um, but, yeah. So do you want to get involved with radio like in the future as a career or are you looking more at the media side of things or even the music, I guess, event planning side? Where, where, where do you want to go? Yeah, I, th I guess the problem with me and the problem's always been is, like, um, I sort of want to do everything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I'd love to be involved with all of it. I don't necessarily, well, at the moment at least, I'm not necessarily um, swaying one way or another. Um, and I'm really enjoying sort of dipping my toes in um, lots of um, aspects of it. Yeah, well, I mean, you're, you're 15, so you've still yeah. got so long to choose what you've got, got to do, really. Yeah. So <laughs> you're just trying out every possible thing, and I mean, good on you. I mean, like I said, when I was 15, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was doing nothing with my life. Uh, so you're like 10 steps ahead, and you're 10 steps ahead of me now, and I'm 21. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's pretty awesome.
Need a bit more of Jules and Sean in your life during the week? I think we all do. Search us on Facebook, Front and Centre. Or on Twitter, at Front Centre, S-Y-N. We're going to keep digging into Into your, digging into your life. Digging <laughs> into your musical experiences. I want to talk a little bit about this underage music uh, one-day festival that you curated, booked for. I mean, I'm talking Winston Surf Shirt. Oh. Uh, who else have we got here? We've got the Vans, oh. Ivy League, oh. Bex. Sandridge. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where do you even start, Isabella, uh, planning and then getting in contact with these amazing Aussie artists? Yeah, well, um, in, like, the middle of 2016, uh, yeah, I think that's when it was, I started this petition online because I was just a little bit sick of there not being enough under-18 gigs around in Sydney. Um, and I sent it around to a few Sydney venues as well and, like, just basically asked what they thought of it. And I heard back from Mark. Um, at the Oxford Art Factory in Sydney um, and he was really keen to sort of revamp this initiative that they had going called X-Ray Specs back in um, 2008. Um, it's just the same as what it is now, just a series of under-18 gigs put on by under-18 people. Um, and from that we just got booking the lineup um, and looking into some really cool artists that kids were really liking and that's, yeah, that's how we got it. <laughs> What's it like booking these artists when you're 15, do people... Take you seriously? Yeah, do, they, do, they, do they get it? Yeah, well, um, I haven't... I'm sure if I sort of wasn't with the Oxford Art Factory and it was just sort of me um, reaching out to all these booking agents, it might be a bit of a different experience. <laughs> but I, I think I haven't had any experiences where they don't necessarily take me um, seriously because of my age, but... Um, no barriers. Yeah, not, not really. Um, I think they think it's pretty cool for the most part. Well, we think it's pretty cool. Uh, what was awesome. What was the What was the event like, X-Ray Specs? That was in, was it in July? Yeah, it was last month. How'd it um, go? It went really well. I was really um, sort of overwhelmed on the day. Um, and we had a really nice turnout. Um, and, uh, yeah, all the bands just played really, really well. Um, and I'm very excited to do some more this year and next year as well. So you're going to do more of those events uh, later in the year, potentially? Yeah, we've got one coming up um, towards the very end of the year. Um, it's in November, um, and we've already started assembling the lineup. and, yeah, it's looking, looking like it's going to be really good. And do you know that Lord is coming out here in November? Have you got I in do. contact? I'm going to the second, the first Opera House um, show sold out, but I'm going to the second one. Um, nice. And it's just, like... So excited. I saw her. She was the first concert I ever went to, actually. Are you going to try yeah. and get her coming across to a, a bit of an X-ray specs gig? Oh, goodness. She'd be so incredibly expensive. <laughs> Your mind would just explode. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So can you... Well, she'd, you know, she'd sell it out, that's for sure. Oh, but, definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can you, can you give us any spoilers, any, any, any insider hints about who we might be able to see at the event? I don't know if I can at this point just because it's not, it's not all confirmed. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to PR on 15. 15. Oh, um, this is confidential. This is, no one's listening as well. It's fine. Yeah. Now, what's... Well, you, know, you never know. Um, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I yeah. <laughs> That's all right. That's cool. Have you been able to get much of an insight then into, I guess, the management side of and the business side of music? Yeah, yeah. No, it's been really cool sort of seeing um, how promo works um, and stuff like that. Um, I, I sort of had a little bit of a grasp on it before, but it's been great getting um, a deeper look into sort of what goes on and um, 
what happens in the everyday lives of bookers, etc. So, so yeah. as the booker, you're the one who's responsible for contacting the musicians and like setting up the lineup and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, assembling the lineup, um, reaching out and you know negotiating prices and spots on the lineup, etc. Stuff like that. Do you find that particularly difficult? Yeah, at first I was like, um, it was a little bit. Um, I got. A, I think I got a bit emotionally invested, and I was like, "Oh, we just can't get a headliner," and you know, like, um, why won't they just play for this prize or whatever? But you know, um, you sort of just got to step back and try and make it work for everyone. I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you ever like sort of freak out a bit when you start to interview these big people? I guess. Oh, I guess back to the interviewing thing. Um, yeah. You've interviewed, like I mentioned before, you've interviewed people such as Alice Ivy and Amy Shark, like. Do you kind of, you know, start sweating when you're interviewing them? You're just like, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. I get so nervous. um, And a lot of the interviews that I do, um, like, either on the phone or um, over email because of it, just because, like, yeah, especially when you're a little bit more inexperienced, I find, like, in real life interviews just, like, so much more nail-biting. But, yeah, no, it's definitely a nerve-wracking experience. Sean can tell us all about that. He studies journalism, so he probably sweats just as much as you when it comes to interviewing people. Oh, yeah, get pretty nervous. <laughs> now, what about photography? Do you get um, right in front of those stages? Are you taking snaps ever at gigs? Yeah, um, I have only done it a couple times, um, but I found, it, I found it really, really great each time. Um, I really enjoy it, and every opportunity that I have to um, uh, photograph um, at gigs, I, I take it because I just think it's it's really cool being so up and close um, to the artist, and I th- I feel like you get a bit of a different experience of the show as well, which is really awesome. Have you tried photographing gigs or getting passes to over eighteen ones, or is that just a is that just a no go? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I just rule them out to be honest. Like I just know that you know, security, and it's just not going to happen. I'm just not going to get in. So you, um, can't, but you can't even get a work pass uh, for over 18 gigs? No, no. But, I mean, I haven't really tried. Maybe I should. I think you should um, definitely give it a go. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's still not illegal to be in there, but, <laughs> yeah, maybe down the line if I'm very desperate. <laughs> just, like, sneak in there. Sneak, sneak through the back door. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to say, Isabella... I mean, I'm sorry I keep on harping on about this, but you're 15. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. You're just, you're, 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 you're like Spider-Man. You're just a normal school child. And you chuck on your uniform and all of a sudden you're swinging around the place getting all these crazy interviews. Oh, goodness. How, yeah. <laughs> how do you, how do you manage to balance this between school and like just being a kid, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, I, whenever anyone asks me this, I just say I don't because I really don't. Like, <laughs> my life, it, it can get really stressful. And my friends sort of make fun of me sometimes saying, you know, like, because I, you know, have to sort of sacrifice going to the movies with them or whatever um, because I've got to do something else. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I think, like, it's it's so nerdy, but I always just, like, I have a little planner that I keep everything in and I can just write everything I need to do for school and... Um, other stuff down in it um, and like I, I guess I get it done um, I don't know how really because there's a lot <laughs> but yeah yeah don't worry I religiously live on my planner so oh, yeah. it is totally nerdy but it's the greatest thing ever mine is the best but yeah like that is incredible I mean that's fair enough that you've got to make those sacrifices do you ever find do you ever find it hard or yeah, you always I mean, think it sort of pays off I guess so yeah it definitely pays off um 
and I mean, it's not like I'm doing something that, you know, I'm not enjoying doing. Like, I love doing it. So it's almost just as good as spending, you know, time with friends sometimes, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, I mean, now, not only are you uh, a, young, a young person, um, you know, being 15 and swinging around the place like Spider-Man, um, but you're also a young woman. Yeah. Uh, and that is, when we find that especially incredible, here at Front and Centre, we're all about empowering young people and inspiring young people. You're sort of, yeah. I guess, a representation of not only increasing youth, but also youth, um, f- female youth uh, in yeah. Australian music. Do you think that there's definitely been this improvement in female representation in Australian music over the past, say, decade or so? Yeah, yeah, no, I think there's, like, definitely been a massive improvement, um, but it's also really important to acknowledge that we've still got so, so far to go. Um, and, you know, there's still festivals all around the place with um, all-male lineups or only one girl on the lineup or whatever. You know, there's this one in Perth that recently got announced. Um, you know, they're, they're happening all the time. Um, and I think we've also got a, um, a long way to go in terms of... Um, representation of women of colour and queer women and stuff like that so um, you know an example of this is like Electric Lady Festival like it's like this fantastic idea and an amazing initiative um, and it's like such a cool and important thing but you know there are no women of colour on the lineup or anything like that so even within like um, you know initiatives that are doing really cool things and really important things there's still a lot of room for improvement um, but yeah no, I think there's been um, a massive a massive um, change over the last little while. Well, we love your work. We love you uh, helping out all the fantastic Aussie women uh, and women of colour out there with your music work. Let's be friends. No. Find us on Facebook by searching Front and Centre. I'm not sure if I want to after that one. Or on Twitter. Okay. At Front Centre, S-Y-N. Hopefully the jokes will be less lame than this one. And you're listening to Front and Centre with your favourite Radio hosts, Sean and Julza, we're still here with our incredible, uh, incredible music blogger, Isabella Moore. Still here, Isabella. Are you having a good time? Yeah, totally. Of you course you are, because we're awesome. <laughs> we can't just call her a music blogger, Julza. It's She's true. A photographer, blogger, uh, writer, uh, curator of lineups, radio presenter, done the whole lot. Isabella, I was wondering, what are your tips and tricks for other young people who want to get involved? Yeah, um, I'd probably just say, honestly, you've just got to do it. Like, without, you know, you can't just, um, you know, necessarily sit there and look at other people and go, oh, I really want to do that, oh, I wish that could be me, you know, like, because you're not going to get anywhere. Um, You've just got to, you know, reach out to people and don't be afraid about um, doing it necessarily. Um, Yeah, it's the only way, I guess. (laughs) And when you start a blog, uh, I've started a couple back when I was in high school. It's uh, a bit hard to get a bit of traction at the start. It's a bit hard to get your name out there. But, you know, you've done all right. You've got uh, the likes of Amy Shark, as we mentioned, up onto your blog. What, do you, what would you say to young people starting their blog? How do they get a name for themselves? Yeah, um, I mean, I never, at, at first, I ne- was never really focusing about, um, you know, getting a name for myself or whatever. Um, and I think that if you're working on it um, because, you know, you love doing it and you're really passionate about it and it's what you want to do, not just because you want to be, you know, a big music blogger or whatever, then it will all come in due time, you know, just share it with your friends. Um, I think reaching out uh, to artists and doing interviews is good because sometimes they'll share it on their Facebook page and things like that. Um, So, yeah. Hard work always pays off. (coughs) Now, Isabella, we appreciate 
uh, everything that you've been uh, talking about with us. But I think now it's time to change it up a bit. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize to the listeners because this bit's, this bit's been slightly delayed this time. But it's time for the quick fire round. <laughs> I hope you're prepared. Oh, Jules, I've told you about the sound effects. You've you got told to me you love the sound effects, Sean. <laughs> I want to get some proper sound effects. I want to really do this properly. But Jules... everyone, Sean's just doing a bit. He literally says to me before the show, "Nah, Jules, it sounds better when you do it." Nice try, Sean. Oh, nice try. Always throw me under the bus. Look, uh, Isabella, we're going to ask you a few random questions that we have curated from a massive list. We are. We like to think of ourselves as the kings of random question making. We have a huge, huge Google Doc full of questions oh ready to explode the minds of everyone involved. All right, we've chosen six for you this evening, Isabella. We'll start off nice and easy. We won't get too hard. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Uh, I'm definitely a night owl because, um, yeah, no, I, I'm just always staying up. And then do you Whopper. stay up late and then get up early or do you sleep in? Yeah, that's the thing. I live like an hour and a half away from the school I go to, so I wake up at six o'clock every morning um, and go to bed probably not um, at the best time every night. An um, hour and a half? What? Can you explain? Yeah. It's a bit intense. A lot of bus time. Um, but, I mean, I guess that's good for, like, everything that I do. So I get it <laughs> good time to before. write reviews on the bus home. Yeah, totally. Did you, like, go to that school and then move, or <laughs> is it just a good school? These are, these are the quick fire rounds. Sean's no, just getting excited about that one hour and a half commute now. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, moving on. <laughs> we won't, we won't, you probably don't want to think about school on a Thursday night, so we won't, we won't uh, keep going there. All right, what is your irrational fear? Um, I'd probably have to say spiders, because, like, even if they're, like, not harmless, like, I know they will not hurt me at all. There's just, like, I can't sleep if there's one, that, like, on my wall. Like, it just, I get so freaked out. Yeah. Um, but also, like, um, I don't like spraying them or whatever, so it's always, like, get the container and the paper and take it outside, which is always a really daunting experience. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. I don't know why that's called an irrational fear. Like, I think this fear of getting bitten and dying is a very <laughs> rational fear. Yeah, I guess, I guess the irrational part is just that, like, I know that they're just not going to bite me and I'm going to die. Yeah, um, exactly. But, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you owned a boat, what would you name it? That's really hard. Um, <laughs> I'd probably name it something, like, really, like, funny and, like, bro-y. And, like, cause you know how you always see those boats and they're, like, called, like, I don't know, like, demons, you know, like, something really, like, intimidating? Yeah. Probably call it, like, Hell's Fire or, you know, <laughs> wow. something, like, really... <laughs> scary and like intimidating. I don't know why. I just think it's funny. You wouldn't call it Isabella Mooring? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is great. No, I would definitely call it that. <laughs> All right, my mate Jules is doing one of his laugh attacks. I'm going to keep going. What would your presidential slogan be? Oh, that's. Oh my goodness. I don't know. Um... <laughs> what are you doing, Sean? <laughs> Sorry, Isabella. Continue. <laughs> um. Oh. I don't know. It might. It might just have to be something like really funny and like typical millennially, like, um, like stay woke or like get woke or something or, like that. Or or get more. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. We're all on the puns tonight. Honestly, you're answering these questions for me. It's not better suggestions. This for me. one I can't answer for you. This is a severely personal question. Sean forced me to include this question. Oh, are savoury muffins okay? 
savoury muffins are not okay. I'm so sorry. Yes, thank oh, you. Totally agree. Well, they exist. Yes, no, I just, I've never been a savoury muffin person. I love blueberry muffins. They're, like, so good, but, like, um, anything else, and especially anything savoury, I just, no, I can't no. do it. Mum makes the best banana and chocolate chip muffins. Oh. Shout out. Shout out to yes. mum. Shout, Shout out, out to great. the mums. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Okay. That's it for the oh, we got one more. Oh, oh, oh yeah, we did. We got one more. Okay. Okay, last question. This one's not as fun. Uh, would you rather live in a place that is constantly hot or constantly cold? So Antarctica or like the equator? I think about this a lot actually. Um, <laughs> definitely constantly cold because I just summer, like I'm I'm so unmotivated and I'm just hot and I just want like to be cold and winter like I can survive with winter like I just put a lot of clothes on and it's fine um, and I, I think I'd definitely be a more productive um, person if I was in a place that's constantly cold as opposed to constantly hot yeah I always say it's easier to stay warm than cool down because you're going like, yeah. to take your skin off like, when yeah. you're too hot <laughs> yeah totally and just real quick can you call a hot dog a sandwich <laughs> can I call a what can you call a hot dog a sandwich that's really controversial. I don't think, I don't, um, I don't think you can. Just call it a hot dog. Oh, we need That's a good to answer. make a poll online. We're making oh. a poll tonight, everyone. All our <laughs> listeners, is a hot dog a sandwich? Get onto it. Look, Isabella, you mentioned that uh, you're planning future X-ray specs uh, events. What else is on the agenda for Isabella Moore? Um, well, that's um, that's pretty much what I'm doing at the moment, that's what I'm focusing on, um, but just like more stuff on the blog, um, just like sort of improving my writing a bit more and um, getting to a place I'm really excited with. I'd love to do like some more contributing with other um, blogs and sites and um, write some stuff for them. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know too much else. Well, either way, I'm sure it's going to be exciting for all the listeners out there. Check her out, Isabella Moore, uh, Homemade Dynamite on Facebook and her blog. What's your Twitter, Isabella? Would you like to plug yourself? Um, it's Isabella with an extra A after the Isabella. So Isabella, um, then A. Yeah. <laughs> Just more, M-O-O-R-E. So Isabella um, Moore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you've no had a good time. And We've we got to say, Isabella, you are an incredible young woman. Keep doing what you're doing. You're definitely going to go places if you keep up this attitude that you've got. Oh, thank you. Thanks so, so much for having me as well. No, no worries. worries. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> you know what's awesome, Sean? Tell me what's awesome, Julesa. Us and our show, Front and Centre, on Sid Nation at Thursdays at 7pm. We've got overtime, but it's okay. Because you can never get enough Sean and Jules in your life. Absolutely. And if you want a little bit more, then uh, if you want to have another listen to this fantastic show, or if you're just tuning in, you can catch our conversation with Isabella Moore, a 15-year-old music person. (laughs) Easiest way to describe her on our podcast, which will be up online tomorrow. And if you missed out on our other shows, you just tuned into this tonight and you're like, oh my gosh, this really is the greatest show on radio right now. <laughs> I have to hear more. We've got three other episodes for you to catch up on. Uh, also, big announcement, we're on iTunes now. How oh. awesome is that? So if it... Woo! Crowd roars. <laughs> Wish I had some clapping sound effects. <laughs> so if you're keen um, to you know, chuck it through your iPhones or your oh. Apple devices or something like that, just stream it through iTunes, guys. I mean, it's free. Just walk on the streets with Sean and Jules in your pockets. It's almost as good as having us real life because the banter <laughs> is just as good. 
Oh, unfortunately, we've gone overtime. We oh, need way a, overtime. We need, a, <laughs> we need to wrap this baby right up. And put it to bed. Look, we're going to be back with you next Thursday from 7 o'clock on your digital radios or radio apps. As usual, last week we spoke to Homie, Social Enterprise. Next week we have another Social Enterprise uh, Melbourne-based people, business. It's pretty exciting, but we won't spoil it yet. No. Stay tuned on our Facebook. You heard it before. It's front and center. And our Twitter. It's front, center, sin, S-Y-N, where we're going to be dropping some teasers and giving the big announcement on Wednesday before the show on Thursday. Absolutely. It's going to be a great show. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening, guys. We always have an absolute ball, and we hope you have too tonight. This last song is a little bit close to home for me. Uh, literally, this <laughs> next song is... Uh, my sister, actually, my sister Hannah Kate, check her out uh, online and on SoundCloud and all of that jazz. This is Mag- Get Sean Rich. <laughs> <laughs> this is magnificent by Hannah Kate. We hope you've enjoyed our show. We know we have, and uh, we'll see you next week on Sin Nation with Sean and Julza. After all this time, I sit and watch, I sit and watch. After all these years, I cry no tears, I cry no tears for you. But you make it so hard, you're always out, always out. See you walking down, down my street, down my street, baby, can't you see that I'm the one here, it's me, finally, you look so
Thanks for tuning in to Front and Centre with Sean and Julza on our weekly podcast. What another great show. That was super fun. Don't forget to tune in every Thursday at 7pm on Sin Nation or on our podcast a few days later. We will be interviewing more incredible young people and exploring more awesome unheard of news. So Sean, I'm pretty excited. We'll see you then.